you know, it's absolutely great if you can partner up with someone who has the drive and the passion to do this and who's amazing at what, uh, you know, at what they do and who complements your skills. But it's not scalable. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. What's the number one problem all businesses face? It's not sales, marketing, or product market fit. It's hiring. We know just how hard it is, so we've compiled 25 hiring tips from top CEOs that I've interviewed here on Growth Everywhere and put it into a free resource just for you. Text 25 tips to 33444 to get the free resource now. Again, it is 25 to number 25 tips, T-I-P-S, to double three triple four, and you'll get the free resource. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Growth Everywhere, where we interview entrepreneurs and bring you business and personal growth tips. Today, we have Shane Milach of Thrive Themes, which is a company that builds conversion-focused WordPress themes and plugins. Shane, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Eric. Yeah, thanks for being here. So why don't you talk a little bit about your background as it leads up to where you are now? Sure, yeah. So uh, I started... Um, I wanted to be an entrepreneur quite a long time ago, probably probably almost as long as maybe eight, eight nine years ago. I already had ideas in my head of, of wanting to build something of, you know, of my own, uh, but I had no idea what I was doing, obviously. And, and really, for a long time, I, I also didn't actually do anything, uh, or I made some very, very feeble attempts at starting businesses, but, you know, I just, I was really so clueless. Um, that nothing came of it, uh, but this idea stayed with me, and um, and I guess I was just kind of stubborn enough to keep trying again and again, and slowly, I got to a point where I actually uh, managed to, you know, managed to make something, make something work, turn something into an actual business. So, so a very long time ago, one of the first things that I actually made money with was that I simply uh, I built custom custom-built computers and sold those. And I did some selling on eBay as well at the time. And and really, it's been like a very, it was for me a very, very long uh, kind of step-by-step journey of just like gradually doing more and more challenging things and just gradually, um, yeah, learning this whole business stuff. So I don't have any background, you know, I don't have any kind of formal education that would help me do any of this stuff. I'm just... Um, I built all of this via trial and error. So at some point, I started selling stuff online. Um, I started creating my own information products, and then I started hiring people to build software for me. And now my latest project is Thrive Themes, which is, as you said, uh, we we specialize in building conversion-focused WordPress themes and plugins. And yeah, it's really just a result of a journey of, let's say, uh, you know, since I since I've really been doing this, maybe five years or so of just continuously, um, yeah, continuously looking for the next challenge, continuously trying to do something that's a bit more challenging, a bit more advanced than the last thing I did, and uh, and you know, kind of following a growth curve in 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 the businesses I've built. 
Got it. Okay. That's interesting. So, you know, the, the fact that you've, you know, you've gone through this, the trial and error so many times and you've managed, I've gone through your products before in the past from, you know, SE cockpit to, to where you are now. So mm-hmm. um, I guess my first question would be, you know, how did you go about building a great team? Cause it seems like your products are very well built. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that was one of the hardest parts to figure out. And, um, you know, as, as educations go, this was, this is fairly expensive education. Um, I was at one point, so with SE Cockpit, you mentioned SE Cockpit, right? So mm-hmm. that was a product that I did in collaboration with someone, which was uh, with, with Sam, who is the CEO of the company. And and he was the programmer, so he built the tool. And there it was like, well, we just found each other, right? He found one of my free products and really liked it. And he showed me his, you know, basically the early version of SE Cockpit. And I saw potential in it. That's why we partnered up. And And so there, that was... In a way, that was like, you know, kind of lucky, right? We found each other. Like, he needed a marketing person. I needed someone who was already an amazing programmer, and we just found each other. And that's not very scalable. It's great. You know, it's absolutely great if you can partner up with someone who has the drive and the passion to do this and who's amazing at what, uh, you know, at what they do and who complements your skills. But it's not scalable. You, you can do that. That's, you know, you can, maybe, you can maybe find one person like that. You can maybe find two people, then you're a team of three, and that's already amazing, but you can't scale that up beyond that point. So, um, yeah, so after I see Cockpit, I was uh, trying to figure out how do I do this? How do I find people who can take my ideas for software and build something good? And it was very, very difficult. Um, and I got so frustrated with it that at one point what I did is I just created documentations for, must have been about five different fairly small software products. And just kind of, um, you know, hired, just hired a bunch of people and agencies and so on all at the same time so that I basically have them build something just as a test um, to see if they'd, they'd be any good. And at the same time, it was, and most of those, by the way, were never released, right? So uh, I spent a lot of money on that. Um, but most of those products were never actually released. And, and that was, uh, on the one hand, or I, actually, what I what I was thinking was, I want to, you know, find how how do I find the right people who can do this? But it was actually also an education for me because I was part of the problem. Um, because when you you know when you give instructions to someone like with software, right, you have to somehow translate your ideas into a document into a document that someone else can read and then uh, have the same same idea in their head that you have in yours, and that is not a trivial task at all. It's very very difficult. Uh, so I was part of the problem and I also had to learn how to actually put together documentation and specifications for the, the products I want that would give the developer a chance to actually deliver uh, a really good piece of software. So that was part of the learning that we did there. But then also, you know, with hiring, well, you know, we, we just, um, it's really mostly a question of like filtering really, really hard. So what we do now is, we only hire by trial. So if you want to work for us in any position, actually, um, you do a set of trial tasks that are, you know, basically real work. So if you want to work as a developer for Thrive Themes, the fir- one of the first things you do is you do some programming tasks, right? We give you some programming tasks um, that are, you know, similar to the kind of work you'd be doing for us. And we look at your actual work. We look at the results you deliver 
And only if you deliver good results do you have a chance of joining the team. And then when you do join the team, it's also, um, you know, we, we want to see like a strong work ethic. We want to see um, a, um, we want to see a willingness to, to work on your skills and improve your skills. And it's basically just a process of, of filtering very, very strongly. So we, we look at a lot of candidates before we find someone we hire. Okay. Now, you, you, just backtracking a little bit, you said you spent a lot on these tests, you know, when you were writing up all this documentation. Approximately how much yeah. were you spending per test? Um, well, I'm now in Thrive Themes or when before. I first started doing that? Yeah, before. I'm actually not sure. Well, in the ballpark, probably, you know, two to $5,000 wow. per, yeah, per test. Yeah. How, how many tests do you think you ran before uh, <laughs> stumbling into Thrive Themes? Oh, that was, I mean, it wasn't, that was quite long before Thrive Themes, but we did end up with, you know, the people we worked with on Viral Quiz Builder, which we, which is a product we actually ended up selling, and then Hybrid Connect, which was a very successful product as well. So in the end, you know, we made all that money back, but we probably spent, in development costs, we probably spent something like 50 grand or so wow. to, to get to that point, yeah. Got it. Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit to Thrive Themes. I want to, I, you know, I'd love to hear from the CEO about how Thrive Themes helps people because there's so many, you know, different tools out there today. And it's funny because, um, you know, I was talking to to Neil Patel a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "What is this thing you have on your on your site?" He's like, "Oh, this is Thrive Themes, right?" And then okay. lo and behold, it's it's actually it's it's you. It's wow, it's like the guy that made SE Cockpit, a tool I was using a couple of years ago. So you know, I checked it out, and you know, we, we're using we're using your tools now, and it's been great. So um, can you describe it a little bit how it helps people, how it works? Sure. So, I mean, it's it's not one product. That's and it, so it makes it you know the elevator pitch is is basically what we already said you know conversion focused WordPress themes and plugins, but it, you know it can't be it can't be summarized easily uh, because it's more than one product. So we have a set of themes you can use, um, and but we also have different plugins. And let's just talk quickly about the most important plugins. Right, the um, sure. one of the most important plugins we have is called Thrive Content Builder. And it is a front-end visual editor for WordPress. And the reason we built it is because, uh, again, you know, the conversion focus is there. So this is a tool that is built for things like creating sales pages, creating landing pages, creating webinar registration pages, creating um, even even blog posts that are, you know, think of a blog post that isn't just a piece of content on a page, but that actually is a post that's, that is, uh, fine-tuned to engage your readers and then also go to, goes towards a conversion goal. So the conversion goal might be that you want them to opt in. The conversion goal might be that you want them to click on a affiliate link or something like that. And there are many things you can do that go quite far beyond just, oh, you know, here's a bunch of text and the link inside it to make that more effective, right? And so that's what Thrive Content Builder is for because in the normal WordPress editor, you're really quite limited. Like anything that goes beyond, you know, text, headings, images, and links is going to be complicated to do in the in the default WordPress editor. It's not really built for anything beyond that. And Thrive Content Builder makes it really, really easy to do, you know, layouts with columns, to do to add like big enticing buttons to your content to add, you know, to apply various styles to your images, to do things like if you, let's say you have a, you know, if you have a sales page, you can add guarantee boxes and, and pricing tables and stuff like that. 
if you if you're writing a review to make that more compelling you know you can add like content boxes that highlight part of your content or summary boxes or review summaries with star ratings and stuff like that and just all that kind of stuff that will make a piece of content more effective in terms of conversions is just there for you to use like in a drag and drop interface that's what thrive content builder is about and then another uh, very very important tool is thrive leads and thrive leads is is just like the only list building solution you need for WordPress. So with Thrive Leads, we just take every you know everything you've ever heard about list building basically is built into this. So you know you want to have a a two step opt in, you can do it. You want to have an automatically triggered modal lightbox thing, you can do it. You want to have multi step multiple choice, um, you know like dynamic opt in forms, you can do it. So anything you can anything you've ever read about about list building is built into this tool and most importantly you can test it all. So because of the conversion focus right we we'd like to think that there's like the perfect way to build your list and so the plugin would only have to do that one thing. But the truth is the only way to find out what really works best on your website is to test because no two websites are the same. No two demographics are the same. And and really, that's the the main thing in Thrive Leads is that you can test everything, right? You can test different um, different copy against each other. You can test different funnels against each other. You can test different op, you know triggers against each other. So you can test what works better. If I have a pop up that appears after ten seconds, or should I have a slide in that like slides in from the side of the screen when someone scrolls down fifty percent of the page? Now, before Thrive Leads, it was quite difficult to find out. What actually works better, and now it's it's super easy to actually test that and find out. So I think those two products um, kind of, you know, correct, uh, correct, correct, uh, characterize <laughs> what Thrive Themes is about, um, and and what what we mean when we say it's conversion focused. Yeah, I love it. It's it, you know people talk about all the the content upgrades. They talk about the you know the the two stepped opt and all that type of stuff, and and it's just all there. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so you know, when I look at uh, Thrive Content Builder, um, I, I guess you know people are probably wondering. It's like, well, you know, I have lead pages, I have unbounce, and things like that. So you know, wh- how would you respond to people when they when they come back to you with a response like that? Oh, I mean, that's that's fine. You know, if you want to use lead pages or unbounce, be my guest. Like, I'm not. We didn't. We also we did we didn't really build this as uh, it wasn't meant to be a competition for for that kind of product, although. It ended up, you know, because we ba- build it based on user demand, so it ended up going more in in that direction, and the comparison is made. Um, but it's not necessarily a comparison that we invite, because you know there there are huge differences here. The main difference is that uh, Unbounce and and Lead Pages are, are hosted solutions, right? Right. So your stuff is on someone else's server, and um, that has advantages and disadvantages. But I think that is already such a huge difference between a hosted solution and something that you install and you own on your WordPress website. It's a big difference, right? And and I think that the divide in you know for some people, they they absolutely do not want a hosted solution. It's a total deal breaker for some people. They don't want to have to deal with open you know with uh, with self-hosted stuff. It's a deal breaker. So I think there's like <laughs> such a big divide between the people there already. I. Basically, what I'm saying is, I don't really have a good response because I feel like it's not necessary. No, you, like you gave me the response so I was looking different for. That it's like they're just totally different. That's, that's my answer. Yeah, that's the response I was looking for. I, I was I should have rephrased it. What's the difference? Um, but you yeah. you gave it anyway. So great. Um, the so 
you know, can you share any numbers around you know the, the growth of the company, how many customers customers you have, just any ballpark stuff? Sure. Yeah. So um, with Thrive Themes, uh, we have right now we have um, we have about, actually I don't know the exact numbers. Let me let me just quickly open up a spreadsheet because I don't want to be you know saying something wrong. Um, but you know what what I can say is this has been the in terms of growth actually it was almost scary uh, because um when we first launched thrive themes we were actually uh, we launched uh, the thrive content builder like we did it like a small a beta launch of of an early version of thrive content builder and that we got a really good response so that was you know that was great already um but when we first launched you know with affiliates and so on when we first launched uh, the whole thrive themes package so to speak we were actually quite overwhelmed with how many customers we got and we weren't really prepared for that so after that we we shut down uh, and didn't um you know we weren't open for new for business basically for several months because we just kind of had to catch up and grow our team and so on so you know it's it's like i think it's it's um worth mentioning this because we experienced kind of the dark side of growth because on the one hand, it was the biggest success I've ever had with a, with a product launch. But on the other hand, it was almost like traumatizingly successful, right? And we couldn't keep <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, and so ever since, so then we reopened and we managed to, you know, we managed to actually kind of grow the team along with, um, with demand. So where we're at right now is we have uh, about three and a half thousand active subscribers. So that's three and a half thousand people who are, uh, subscribed either on a yearly or monthly subscription to get everything that we do, right? So that's basically, it's for people who look at our offering and and think, oh, I just want everything. That's the cheaper option. Instead of buying all these individual products, you can just become a member and you just get access to everything and you get you know access to support and you get um, free updates for as long as you're a member and you get everything we release at no extra cost, right? So that's 3,500 people. And in total, we have about 14,000 um, customers. So basically, on top of that is about 10,000 people who bought an individual product from us. Great. Okay. So what's one unique thing you're doing to acquire more customers today? I Well, to be entirely honest, I don't think there's anything unique that we're doing. Um, we have a product focus, right? So our products are unique. And the value we put into our products is unique. But in terms of marketing, in terms of acquiring new customers, nothing we do is really unique. You know, we do content marketing. So if you go to the Thrive Themes blog, you can find a lot of just useful content, right? If you want to learn more about um, how to increase conversions on your website and things around that topic, you can find a lot of useful like tutorials and guides and stuff on our blog. And that's something that, that definitely helps, right? It's especially like for the slow burn um, kind of customer acquisition. So people who will be skeptical at first or people who are very careful about where they spend their money um, because, and, you know, we, we keep seeing that. We'll get comments of people saying, well, you know, I wasn't sure at first, but then I saw the kind of stuff you put out in your blog and I can see now that, yeah, this this is actually good and you know what you're talking about. So it's like the, you know, the, the people who take a long time to convert, that's the content marketing really helps there. And then we do a lot of affiliate marketing. So, uh, we have an affiliate program, basically, and so we have affiliates that it's basically meant to encourage people to do things like write reviews of our products and um, or just recommend our products to their mailing list and stuff like that. That's a very important channel for us. And then, you know, we do a bit of 
uh, Facebook advertising and stuff like that. Okay, great. You, you know, one thing that really stands out to me when you, when you actually log into, you know, Thrive, uh, for me, it's Thrive Leads, and I log in, I look at the documentation, it's literally you doing all the videos, and, and it's super detailed. So I guess, you know, what is the, how long did that process take you? And, you know, how much pain do you have to go through to put that together? Because it looks really good. Well, that's, I mean, I've been doing videos for a long, long time now. So it's not, um, yeah, this, I'm just quite used to it, right? And I have, this is also something I actually hired someone. So I worked together uh, with someone who is like my video person, right? So what I do now is I like come up with the concept for the video, then we record it, and then the editing and all that is handled by someone who's better at it than me. And that's, that that makes a big difference because until until about six months ago, I did all the editing myself as well, and that's quite time consuming, right? Especially if you want to really make it look nice, if you really want to have, uh, you know, more than just like a static video of a, of a person talking into a camera, then the editing is quite time consuming. But yeah, that's that was you know that's one of the main marketing things I do. So that's uh, something that I spent a big chunk of my time on, and now it's actually not you know. Um, it's actually not that much, um, it's not that time consuming anymore. So I'm trying to think now, maybe how long do I spend, you know, actually doing video stuff and maybe spend 15 hours to 20 hours a week or so on that. Wow. Okay. Huh. Yeah. I think, you know, I encourage anyone, I mean, you know, check out the, the thrive, uh, any stuff around thrive themes, the content, um, you're going to see it's exceptionally well done. I don't, I don't. I don't think I've seen anybody do documentation as well as you for, for quite some time. So um, that's a testament. So another that's question awesome. for you to hear that. <laughs> um, is the, look, let's talk about the army of affiliates you use. So, you know, how can you talk about how you use affiliate marketing to launch your products? Yes, I, I used it very poorly and I'll explain why I say that. So there's a way to do affiliate marketing. Um, if you want to do like really high impact affiliate marketing, there's a certain game you have to play. And I have always refused to play that game. And the game works like this. You promote me and I promote you, right? Quite simply, that's um, if, you, you know, if you want to put together that big million-dollar launch, this is how it works, right? You have to build an audience and you have to gather favors, essentially. You have to gather favors so you have to promote other people's stuff and then orchestrate them and also, you know, also do the networking thing and be charismatic and charming and so on. Um, to get everyone together behind your big launch. That is how it works. And I have never um, exploited the full potential of what you could get from this. And that is because of my stubborn refusal to promote other people's stuff. And I'm not just, you know, I'm not just like blankly refusing to promote other people's stuff. It just happens very rarely because I have extremely high standards. I have absolutely you know, crazily high standards, which is, which is important. Like it's an important part of how my business functions because that's just who I am, right? I am, I'm like very strongly perfectionistic and I've turned that into an advantage for, for my business because I apply these standards to my own products, obviously. And we spend a lot of time, you know, like we talked about before, we spend a lot of time finding the right people who are even capable of this level of, of quality and work. We spend a lot of time polishing products and just, you know, working out the small details to make them as good as they can possibly be. And it just doesn't work for me to, you know, to be producing um, content and producing products at this level of quality and then turn around and just 
you know, promote a bunch of random stuff just that might be, you know, that the products might be mediocre or even bad. And I'm just promoting them because I want to garner favors for a future launch. So I've never done that. And this has cost me a lot of money. I mean, it's very clear if you actually, you know, if you saw like the, if you, if you know the affiliate marketing space um, and you saw the inside of my launch or of my launches, I should say, you could very clearly see that there are squandered opportunities there. You know, there are people who don't promote for me because I didn't promote their launch. I didn't promote their thing. Um, and so the only thing I have going for me when I do a launch is I can say, look, we sell great products. Like your people will love you for promoting this. And we do a lot of work on the conversion front. So you will probably earn a lot by promoting this. So in terms, you know, in terms of what you earn for your efforts, so to speak, um, you, you probably get rewarded well. But that doesn't count for much in the affiliate marketing space. You, what you really need to do is promote other people's stuff. So, yeah, I, if you, if you want to make a lot of money, don't do what I do. Got it. But still, you have managed to re- recruit a significant amount of affiliates. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we have a few thousand affiliates. Got it. But, you know, the number, the number of affiliates is... is irrelevant because you have a very very extremely skewed curve there where you know our in our case i'm not even sure what it is but i would say like the top five affiliates or so are making almost all of the the money um so you know the actual number of affiliates you have is is quite secondary depends on what really matters is who you have got it okay so those top five let's focus on those really quick how did you go about recruiting those top five where did they come from all right, so, um, well, one of them is, or some of them actually, so some of them are simply, you know, honest fans of of Thrive Themes. They just love our products and they promote them and they happen to be people with reach, right? So that happens. Um, one of them was from a previous launch, for example, who, so he was a supporter of the, Thrive, uh, the Hybrid Connect launch and it was simply one of the highest earning launches for this guy so uh, just because you know it did really well with his list so for him it was you know that was good enough so even though i never did a reciprocation it was like well you know when i promote your stuff i make a lot of money and that's good enough for me um and then we have at least well with two of them or two of our biggest affiliates from the past um we were kind of lucky or we got them through connections. We kind of, you know, managed to, let's say, talk them into promoting one of our launches and they did extremely well, but they never promoted again because we didn't reciprocate. Got it. Okay. So, you know, earlier you talked about the, you know, that one big struggle you faced uh, while growing the business. I'm just wondering, you know, what's another big one you faced while, while growing this one or it could be another business? Well... Yeah, that's a good question. I think, so one of the things that um, was tricky for me is how how much your, your role transforms. So if you're the, the business owner or the CEO, um, it can be quite jarring how much your role transforms as a business scales. Because in, a, in the space of not that much time, in the space of, um, in the space of maybe... 18 months, I went from essentially being a solopreneur or a, let's say, a duopreneur, right, of working 
either on my own or with one other person, which means that you just do everything yourself and you're just like hustling and you're just grinding it out. You're working long hours and so on. And it's like almost everything that your business produces is done by you. I went from that to now we have like 20 something, 22, I think it might be now people who work under the Thrive Themes brand. And um, the, the role just changes a lot. Like you completely have to change your mindset about what matters, right? And so one of the things that was really difficult for me is, uh, yeah, you know, as a solopreneur or, as, or working in very small teams, it's just like I, I got into this mode where my attitude was that I can outwork other people, right? That's, that's, in fact, that's one of the first things that's, that drove me down this path uh, with information products is, you know, I was, my first information product was about SEO, and so at the time I was doing SEO for like affiliate sites and I was looking at, so I was trying to learn more about it myself. And so I was buying, you know, different eBooks and different products and courses and whatnot to try and learn more about, about SEO and uh, link building and stuff like that. And as I was doing this and as I was doing my own work in the space, I started noticing that I didn't learn anything new from these products. And in fact, I'd often buy a product and I'd be like, this is rubbish. I I know for a fact that this stuff doesn't work because I've tried it already. And so I looked at these products and I, you know, and so I'd be in a situation where I'd buy a product, might be a really expensive product. I'd go through it and be like, you know, the stuff that I do right now is already better than what these guys are teaching. Um, So, and it feels like, and and, you know, these guys are earning a lot of money selling this product. And I know for a fact that it's it's not even as good as, you know, it's not even that good. And so it gave me this impression I can outwork these guys. Like, you know, I can, I can work harder and longer to make a better product than these guys made. And I can work super hard to put together, even though nobody knows who I am, I'm just going to work super hard to put together the best possible launch I can for this product. I'm going to work super hard to promote this product. Like, I can outwork these people, right? That's something that motivated me, and it worked. But, and so that, that it put me in this mindset of just like, I just work harder than everyone else. You know, I'm just going to outwork everyone. I'm going to grind it out and get results. And at this point, you know, it's not just me. It's me plus 20 people. It doesn't matter how hard I work. I will not outwork a team of 20 people who are working for me. And so I suddenly have to think about, well, what is the best use of my time, right? Because sitting here and just, you know, trying to work really hard um, in, in one little corner of the business isn't actually the best contribution I can make to this business anymore. And that was, first of all, it was difficult because it's like almost a matter of pride, right? Um, I was, I pride, I was priding myself um, in the fact that like I'm the hardest worker in my business. Right now, I don't even know if that's true anymore. Mm. But because like, you know, the, like some of the stuff you do um, in a leadership position in a business doesn't feel as much like hard work as the kind of grind on the front line does. So yeah, it's, on the one hand, it's a matter of pride, but also it's just a matter of you suddenly have to do different stuff. It's just a different skill set that you need to be leading a group of people. It's a different skill set that you need when you're not when you're kind of trying to orchestrate um, the, a business rather than doing the business yourself, right? And that was difficult for me. That was you know, and I'm still working on that. I'm still working on trying to be a better, you know, be a better leader rather than just be a hard worker. Huh. 
So how did you, I mean, how did you make that transition from, you know, a solopreneur to, you know, now you're, you're effectively, you're managing people and you're, you know, figuring out how to prioritize your time a lot better? Well, kind of like everything, I, I, um, what I tend to do is I kind of bite off more than I can chew and then I try to chew it anyway. So, you know, you, if you, you, you start a business like this, you start a business, you, you launch these products, tons of people buy it in this case, and then you're like, okay, well, I have to hire more people now because we need support staff and we need this and that. And if we want to keep developing, then we need more developers and we need designers and so on. And so it kind of just happens, right? Uh, it's not really planned. It's because the business takes off and now you have to scale. And so you're just in this situation where it's like, well, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I have to figure it out, right? Uh, it's basically, it's like the, the, bus is, uh, <laughs> the bus is already driven off the cliff. It's already plummeting off the cliff and you just have to figure out how to turn this thing into a plane before it hits the ground, right? I love it. It's, it's not really, you know, it's not, it's probably not the smartest way of doing it and it's, uh, but it's just like it's not a matter of choice either. You just have to figure it out, and so that's that's what it's always been like. But I think also my previous experience gave me the confidence that I could figure it out, right? Because um, so I have this. I've already mentioned the grind a couple of times. So the grind is this principle that I have, where I just say, look, what matters, what really matters, and the thing that you have control over in life is is your skill set, right? You can work on your skills and improve your skills, and the way you improve your skills is by like brute force repetition and um, and it can also be you know smart learning kind of systematic repetition but it requires repetition you have to do stuff and practice over and over again that's how you get good at it and so um, that, that's been my approach you know when when I face a new business challenge I ask myself well what's the skill I need to overcome this and I I figure out what that skill is and then I grind it out right I, I practice until I get good at it so here it was the same thing. It's suddenly like, oh, we have to figure out how to manage a team of developers. How do we do that? And and you you know you read books about it, you ask people about it, and you put it into practice. So you set up some system, and you go, okay, we're going to try this system now, and then it doesn't work, and then you try and improve the system, and so on. And the same with leadership. You know, you suddenly in this position where you're like, okay, I I have to learn somehow to be a better leader. So that's what I'm going to do now. That's what I'm going to focus on, right? That's what I'm going to grind out. Um, and I think that's that's very valuable. Like the, the most important part there for me is that I've already proven to myself that this works several times in several areas of my life. So now when I face a new challenge, I can just go, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I, I know this feeling, right? I, I've already been here many times. I've already been in, you know, I don't know what I'm doing land and I know how to get out of it. Awesome, man. So, you know, this actually segues into my next question where can you tell us about a time where you were on the brink of failure? Yeah. Um, so the last time I was properly on the brink of failure, um, it was actually, you know, probably, I don't know how close I was actually. <laughs> uh, you know, as, as I was telling you, I, I got into my head that I wanted to build software products and I didn't know how. And so I started hiring all these people and, and have the, I had all these people working on all these products at the same time. Now, while this was happening, um, this was not too long after I took one of my, uh, after I took my SEO product off the market because it was no longer relevant and I didn't want to keep it up to date. So I took that off the market. That was re one revenue stream gone. 
Um, I had also either gotten rid of my, uh, most of my affiliate sites or uh, Google Update had, had destroyed them. And I was no longer interested in working on them either. So that was another revenue stream gone. And around that time, I also ended my partnership with Swiss Made Marketing. That's the SE cockpit people. So that was another revenue stream gone. So actually, for a while there, I was making almost no money. And I was just bleeding money uh, constantly paying developers who were developing stuff that I would end up not selling. Um, so there, for a few months, I was making losses. And I was just eating into my savings, basically. And it's hard to say how close I came to the brink of failure. I was very, very determined to, to figure this software thing out. I was absolutely sure that I wanted to do that. Um, and and yeah, I mean, you know, I was... I, I didn't make a lot of money that year. I did not make a lot of money that year. And uh, and yeah, I ate into my savings quite badly. And you know, if if that hadn't turned around with the release of HyperConnect at some point, um, yeah, I would have eventually just ran out of money. So, and that was, that was a situation also where, you know, we had, um, there are moments of doubt. I have to say that, right? I'm, I tend to be very sure and very confident about my decisions. Um, but there are moments of doubt. There are moments where, you know, you have, it's, it's been a long, long month of work and you're looking at your balance sheet and you lost money again. And you're starting to wonder, you know, you're starting to wonder what's going to, What's gonna go? What's gonna happen if this keeps going? I know how that feels, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, what's one piece of advice you'd give to your twenty-five-year-old self? Uh, to my twenty-five-year-old self, that's an interesting question because that's not that long ago. Let's go with twenty-one then. Yeah, twenty-one is better. Twenty-one is better. So, um, to my twenty-one-year-old self, um, I would tell my twenty-one-year-old self. The, this thing about the grind that I just talked about before because while that was an idea that was already forming in my mind at the point it was you know not as um, I have a much clearer idea of, of how that works now so that's one thing I would say listen this 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 thing that you're starting to think about now you're right about that right you can if you just do this if you just focus on skills and you just focus on increasing skills that you need uh, through sheer repetition and through grinding through the hard times, yes, this works, right? So that's that's definitely a piece of advice I would give. And another thing I would tell my 21-year-old self is to you know to do my own thing uh, more quickly because at the time I um, I got into like a contractual agreement with um, a distributor of hardware products, and I was kind of um, it was kind of like I had an online shop like I had an e-commerce store but it wasn't really mine right I was I was like in a in a very bad position where I wasn't employed by them but I also didn't really own the business and it ended up just being a bit of a waste of my time right and it just didn't really go anywhere and if I had done my own thing instead if I had actually had control over that business if that had been my online shop I could have made something happen there but I was in a situation you know I was basically my hands were tied by this contract i couldn't actually make the decisions that would have led this thing to really take off and, and really make me some money and i just had to get out of that contract after two years and yeah i would tell i would tell my 21 year old self listen you you don't need this you know you don't need these guys you can do your own thing and you'll be better off 
Got it. Was it, you, you know, when I look back, when I look back at myself, you know, it's like, you know, I, I need a little more experience before I do it. You know, there's that sense of fear, right? Before going on yeah, and doing yeah. it your own. So did you, was it fear for you or was it something else? Yeah. So I had actually, so I was intimidated by, by technology in a way because I was like, okay, I'm not a programmer. I don't know how to build websites. I don't, you know, I, I felt like I couldn't do that. So in a way, you know, I, I mean, that was the main reason why it actually took me so long to properly start online because I was intimidated by the idea of building my own website. And I, and it's kind of stupid because if I'd done like half an hour of research, I would have figured out that it's very easy to, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's very easy to set up a hosting account and get a free CMS and start building. It's actually not difficult, right? But I was just... I had this preconceived notion that because I'm not a programmer and because I'm not, you know, I'm not that technically um, savvy, I guess, uh, that I couldn't do this. And th I think, and that was the fear, right? That was the fear that I can't do this. Therefore, it's better for me if, you know, if someone else does it for me. And that's something I wish I'd gotten over that sooner. Yeah. Okay. How do you structure your day? Well, my day um, looks like this. So I, I get up um, either at 7 or at 7.30 in the morning and I have like a morning ritual. So I, I take a cold shower in the morning and then I have a morning ritual which consists of like some light exercise, some like warm-up type exercises and uh, some meditation. So that's something I've been doing uh, you know, meditation is actually something I was doing on and off for many years in my life. But now I've been doing it quite consistently for um, maybe half a year or so. And it's something that I I think definitely, you know, helps. Uh, I think for anyone in a, uh, especially with like leadership position and, and with dealing with stress and stress and things like that, I think it's very helpful to do meditation. So that's part of my morning. Um, and then I have uh, morning meetings. So usually I do a bit of work maybe an hour of work or so before we have a morning meeting with the team. And usually my day isn't very clearly defined because in that morning meeting, sometimes it turns out that something really needs my attention and that's what I'll focus, you know, part of my, my day on. And sometimes everything's fine. Everything's just running the way it needs to. And then I do work and the kind of work I do is, you know, I record videos, I write blog posts, I do, um, advertising stuff, right? So I design ads and stuff like that. I also, quite a lot of my work is just like coming up with, uh, you know, figuring out uh, things like new template sets. So, uh, you know, templates that are available in our products. So I'll figure out, um, and a lot of this actually I should also mention is essentially customer development and market research. So I do, I just do market research in, in various ways and I talk to our customers and stuff like that to figure out where the needs are. And then based on that, I look at, okay, so, you know, this is something that's been requested a lot and I'll come up with a concept for a new feature or a concept for a new template or something like that. And I'll write out the specifications for that and I'll work with, the, with designers to, to create that. So currently I work directly with our designers so that, you know, I'm, always directly uh, signing off on and kind of giving feedback on uh, the designs that we create for our products, right? Um, yeah, and I, I do that kind of thing. So I do this kind of uh, marketing work. And then um, 
yeah, and then I, you know, I'm still so the work-life balance is something I still kind of struggle with because uh, also it would be good. I think it would be good if I had a clear end of my day. If I'd say like, okay, I do that until five o'clock and then I stop. But the well, truth clearly, is that you're doing this at ten forty-three your time. I just realized PM on yes, a Friday. <laughs> ex- exactly. So realistically, what happens is that you know sometimes I'll be done at like maybe five or six or seven or so. And sometimes there'll just be more work left and I'll be writing emails and doing interviews and stuff like that uh, until late into the night. So this is actually something where I want to get more structure into my life. I'd like to like, you know, maybe do something else in the evening, but that's the work-life balance thing that I've always struggled with a bit. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Two more questions for you. What's one must read book you'd recommend? Oh, that's a good question. So, um, I I have to say two books are really important because uh, one of them is um, Cash Retising by Drew Eric Whitman. Good book. And I recommend that for entrepreneurs in the like you know beginning phase because in many cases what's missing out of the entrepreneurial plan is the marketing aspect. Cash Retising is I think a very concise introduction into how do I. Uh, how do I present stuff in a way that makes people want to buy it? <laughs> and so that's a great book. And then the other one is Good to Great. And Good to Great is a fantastic book uh, by Jim Collins. And it's only relevant if you have, I don't know, I would say 15 or more people in a team. Because I it, I read this book not too long ago and it it was very, very valuable for me. But at the same time, I realized that had I read the book a few years earlier, it would have been irrelevant to me. So, so yeah, that's kind of for two stages of business. If you're in the early stages, cash retising, and if you're already running a larger team, um, good to great by Jim Collins. Love it. What's the best way for people, people to find you online? To just the Thrive Themes website. So if you go to the Thrive Themes website, you can learn everything about our products, and you can also... Um, you know, go to the blog. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, if, you, if you're interested in how to make your website work better, by, basically, right? How to make people buy more stuff on your website, how to get more people on your mailing list, uh, you'll find a lot of posts and videos and tutorials about that on the Thrive Themes blog. And that's also where, um, you know, you can leave a comment there. If you find one of our blog posts, you can leave a comment there. I try to reply to all the comments. So that's also, you know, if you want to start a dialogue with me, that's probably the easiest way to do it, actually. Awesome. Yeah. So everyone, I mean, we'll drop this in the show notes. Uh, make sure you check out Thrive Themes. You know, it's paid for itself many times over for myself already. So that, that that's my endorsement. But um, Shane, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's been a blast. What's the number one problem all businesses face? It's not sales, marketing, or product market fit. It's hiring. We know just how hard it is, so we've compiled 25 hiring tips from top CEOs that I've interviewed here on Growth Everywhere and put it into a free resource just for you. Text 25 tips to 33 Four 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 to get the free resource now. Again, it is twenty five to number two five tips t i p s to double three triple four, and you get the free resource.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and remember to take action and continue growing.